Good morning, family. Good morning, good morning. I'm so glad you're here today on this Monday. Ooh, Monday, what is today? Monday. After Thanksgiving, I think it's the 28th. So glad that you're here this morning. Let us begin with prayer. We're running just a little late. But uh, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I ask now, God, that you would wash us clean. Lord, that you would wash me clean. Lord Jesus, I just pray now that your blood, Lord, would wash me white as snow. Lord, I ask for forgiveness of the sins of my mind, the sins of my eyes, the sins of my thoughts. Lord, things I might have said, Lord, I repent, Lord, and I turn from them now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask right now that you would purify us. Lord, we want to be able to come into your presence, Lord, and we are so grateful for the cross. We are so grateful for your sacrifice. We are so grateful for your word, Lord Jesus. But right now we ask that you would just wash us, Lord, that you would cleanse us, Lord, from all unrighteousness. We thank you, God, for your sacrifice. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for your broken body. And it said in his word that when he took the bread, he broke it and he blessed it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake of the body of Christ together. Lord Jesus, I worship you. Jesus, I glorify you. Thank you, Lord, for your body. Thank you for your stripes, Lord God. We can never repay you enough. And it said in the same way he took the cup and he said, this is the blood of my new covenant. <clears throat> as often as you're together, as often as you remember, do this in remembrance of me because this is the blood of my new covenant and it is for the sins of the whole world so lord we thank you for your shed blood for our lives lord we thank you god that you loved us so much lord that you came down and became one of your creation that we might have access that we might have relationship that we might be with you and be able to be with you for eternity lord we thank you god for your blood and we give you praise let us take the symbol of his blood together <clears throat> Lord, we thank you. <clears throat> Lord, we glorify you right now. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Here we go. We are in Isaiah 13 this morning. And uh, here we are, of course, the Amplified as always. Let us read the word together. <clears throat> Prophecies about Babylon. The morning inspired oracle. The mournful inspired oracle, a burden to be carried concerning Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos, uh, Amos saw in a prophetic vision. Sorry, I'm pulling you guys a little bit closer. In a prophetic vision, uh, <coughs> pardon me, lift up a signal banner on the bare mountain, summon the Medes and the Persians with a loud voice, wave the beckoning hand so that they may enter the doorways of the Babylonian nobles. I, the Lord, have commanded my consecrated ones. I have even called my great warriors. <coughs> I have even called my great words, my proudly exulting, uh, exulting ones. Sorry, I'm do that there. The Medes and the Persians who triumph for my honor to execute anger, 
to execute my anger, a sound of tumult on the mountains, like that of many people, a sound of the uproar of the kingdoms, of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts is mustering an army for battle. They are coming from a distant country and from the end of heaven, the farthest horizon, the Lord and the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole land. Judgment day on the Judgment on the day of the Lord. Wail for the day of the Lord is at hand. It will come as destruction from the Almighty, all-sufficient one, invincible God. Therefore, all hands will fall limp, and every man's heart will melt. They of Babylon will be shocked and terrified. Pains and anguish will grip them. They will be in pain like the woman in childbirth. They will stare aghast and horrified at one another, their faces aflame from the effects of the unprecedented warfare. Listen carefully. The day of the Lord is coming, cruel with wrath and raging anger, to make the land a horror a de of devastation, and he shall exterminate its sinners from it. For the stars of heaven and their constellations will not flash with their light, and the sun will be dark when it rises, and the moon will not shed its light. In this way I will punish the world for its evil, and the wicked for their wickedness, their sin, their injustice, their wrongdoing. I will put an end to the arrogance of the proud and will abase the arrogance of the tyrant. I will make mortal man more rare than fine gold. And mankind scarcer than the pure gold of Ophir. Therefore I will make the heavens tremble, and the earth will be shaken from its place, and the wrath of the Lord of hosts in the day of his burning anger, and like the haunted the hunted gazelle, or like the sheep that no man gathers, each foreign resident will turn and go back to his own people, and each one flee to his own land. Anyone who is found will be pierced through. Captured, I'm oh, sorry, pierced through, and anyone who is captured will fall by the sword. Their children will also be smashed into pieces before their eyes. Their houses will be looted and their wives ravished. Babylon will fall to the Medes. Suddenly, listen carefully. I will put the Medes in motion against them who have no regard for silver and do not delight in gold and therefore cannot be bribed. Their bows will cut down the young men of Babylon and will, they will take no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eyes will not look with compassion on the children and Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldeans' pride, will be like Sodom and Gomorrah when God overthrew them. Babylon will never be inhabited or lived in from generation to generation, nor will the Arab pitch his tent there, nor will the shepherds let their sheep lie down there. But the desert creatures will lie down there, and their houses will be full of owls, ostriches, also will live there, and wild goats will dance there. Hyenas will howl in their castles, and jackals in their luxurious palaces. Babylon's time has nearly come, and her days will not be prolonged. Israel's taunt. For the Lord will have compassion on Jacob, the captives of Babylon, and will again choose Israel, and will settle them in their own land. Foreigners, Gentiles, will join them as proselytes and will attach themselves to the house of Jacob, Israel. The peoples will take them along and bring them to their own place, Judea, and the house of Israel will possess them as an inheritance in the land the Lord has male and female servants, and they will take captive those whose captives they have been, and they will rule over their former oppressors. And it will be in the day when the Lord gives you rest from your pain and turmoil, and from the harsh service in which you have been enslaved, that you will take up this taunt against the king of Babylon and say how the oppressor has ceased his insolence, how the fury has ceased. The Lord has broken the staff of the wicked, the scepter of the tyrant rules, which used to strike the people 
peoples in anger with incessant blows, which subdued and ruled the nations in wrath with unrelenting persecution. The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break its shouts of joy, and even the cypress trees rejoice over you, king of Babylon. Even the cedars of Lebanon sang, since you were laid low, no woodcutter comes up against us. Sheol below is excited about you to meet you when you come, you tyrant of Babylon. It stirs up the spirits of the dead to greet you, all the leaders of the earth. It raises all the kings of the nations from their thrones in astonishment at your fall. All of them will respond tauntingly and say to you, you have become as weak as we are. We have become, you have become like us. Your pomp and magnificence have been brought down to Sheol along with the music of your harps. The maggots which prey on the dead are spread out under as a bed, you as a bed, and worms are your covering Babylonian rulers. How have how you have fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, light binger, son of the dawn. <clears throat> you have been cut down to the ground. You who have weakened the nations, king of Babylon, but you say in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the assembly in the remote parts of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. But in fact, you will be brought down to Sheol, to the remote recesses of the pit, the region of the dead. Those who see you will gaze at you. They will consider you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world like a wilderness, and overthrew its cities, who did not permit his prisoners to return home. All the kings of the nations, all of them lie dead in glorious array, each one in his own sepulcher. But you, king of Babylon, have been cast out of your tomb, denied burial. Ooh, it's talking about Satan, our enemy, like a, a rejected branch, clothed with the slain who are pierced by the sword, who go down to the stones of the pit into the carcasses are thrown. Like a dead body trampled underfoot, you will not be united with them in burial because you have destroyed your land. You have slain your people. May the descendants of evildoers never be named. Prepare a slaughtering place for his sons because of the wickedness, the sin, the injustice, the wrongdoing of their fathers. They must not rise and take possession of the earth and fill the face of the world with cities. It, I will raise up against them, says the Lord of hosts. I will cut off from Babylon name and survivors and son and grandson, declares the Lord. I will also make Babylon a possession of the hedgehog and of the swamps of water, and I will sweep it away with the broom of destruction, declares the Lord of hosts. Judgment on Assyria. The Lord of hosts has sworn an oath against, sworn an oath saying, just as I have intended, so it is has certainly happened. Pardon me. And just as I have planned, so it, it will stand to break the Assyrian in my land, and on my mountains I will trample him underfoot. <clears throat> then the Assyrian's yoke will be removed from them, the people of Judah, and his burden removed from their shoulder. This is the plan of God, decided for the whole earth, regarding as conquered and put under tribute to Assyria by Assyria. And this is the hand of God that is stretched out over all the nations. For the Lord of hosts has decided and planned, and who can annul it? His hand is stretched out and who can turn it back judgment on philistia sorry excuse me in the year that king ahaz of judah died 
This morn-inspired oracle, a burden to be carried, came. Do not rejoice, O Philistia, any of you, because the rod of Judah that struck you is broken. But out of the serpent's root will come a viper, King Hezekiah of Judah, and its offspring will be like a flying serpent. The firstborn of the helpless of Judah will feed on my meadows, and the needy will lie down in safety. And I, But I will kill your root with famine, and your survivors will be put to death. Howl, O gate, cry, O city, melt away, O Philistia, all of you. For smoke comes out of the north, and there is no straggler in his ranks, and no one stands detached in Hezekiah's battalions. Then what answer will one give the messengers of the Philistine nation that the Lord has found Zion, and the afflicted of his people will seek and find refuge in it? Judgment on Moab, the mount... I'm sorry, the mournful inspired oracle, a burden to be carried concerning Moab, because in night of our in a night of Ar of Moab is devastated and ruined, because in a night Kir of Moab is devastated and ruined. They have gone up to the temple and to Dibon and to the to the high places to weep. Moab wails over Nebo and over Mediba. Everyone's head is shaved, and every beard is cut off in mourning. In their streets, they have wrapped themselves with sackcloth on their flat housetops and in their open squares. Everyone is wailing, pardon me, dissolving in tears. Heshbon and Elala, cities claimed by Moab, cry out. <clears throat> their voice is heard as far as Jahaz. Therefore, the armed men of Moab cry out. Moab's soul trembles within. His My heart cries out for Moab. His fugitives are fleeing as far as Zoar and Agloth and uh, Shilishia. For they have gone up to the, uh, the ascent of Luhith, weeping for on the road to Hor. Hor Horonaim. They raise a city of distress over their destructions, for the waters of Nimrim are desolate. Indeed, the grass is withered, the new growth dies, there is no green thing. Therefore, the abundance which they have acquired are stored away. <coughs> Pardon me. And stored away, they carry off over the brooks of the willows, over the brook of the willows. For the cry of distress has echoed around the territory of Moab. The wailing goes as far as Eglaim, and the mourning cry to Bir Elim. The waters of Daimon are full of blood, yet I will bring even more woes to Daimon, a lion upon those of Moab who escape, and upon the remnant of the land. Prophecy of Moab's devastation. Send lambs to the ruler of the land, you Moabites, the Selah, from Selah, that is Petra and Edom, through the wilderness in the mountain of the daughter of Zion, Jerusalem. For like wandering birds or scattered nestlings, the daughters of Moab will be at the fords of the river Arnon. Say to the ruler, give us advice. Make a decision for Moab, king of Judah. Cast your shadow over us like night in the midst of noon. Hide the outcast. Do not betray the fugitive. <clears throat> Pardon me, the fugitive to his pursuer. Let our outcry, outcasts of Moab, live among you. Be a sheltered hiding place for them, uh, for to them from the destroyer, for the. Ex extortioner has come to an end. Destruction has ceased. Oppressors who trample men have completely disappeared from the land. A throne will be established in loving kindness, and one will sit on it in faithfulness in the tenth dynasty family of David, judging and seeking justice, and being prompt to do righteousness, and have heard the pride of Moab and excessive pride, even of his arrogance, his conceit, his rage, his untruthful boasting. Therefore Moab will wail. For Moab, everyone will wail. You will mourn for the raisin cakes of Kir Haraseth 
as those who are utterly stricken and discouraged. For the fields of Heshbon have languished and withered, and vines of Sibma as well. The lords of the nations have trampled down Moab's choice vine branches, which reach as far as Jazir, and wandered into the wilderness. Its tendrils stretching stretched out, they passed over the shores of the Dead Sea. Therefore I, Isaiah, will be, weep bitterly for Jazir, for the vines of Sibma. I will drench you with my tears, O Heshbon and Elihele. For the war cry of the enemy has fallen on your summer fruits, and your harvest, gladness, and joy are taken away from the fruit, fruitful field. In the vineyards there will be no singing or joyful sound. No treader treads out wines in the presses. For I, God, will put an end to the joyful shouting. Therefore my heart sounds like a harp in mournful compassion for Moab. And my inner being mourns for Kir Haraseth. Um, <clears throat> so it will come to pass when Moab presents himself. When he wearies himself, worshipping on his high place of idolatry, and comes to his sanctuary of Chemosh, God of Moab, to pray, that he will not prevail. This is the word which the Lord spoke earlier concerning Moab, when Moab's pride and resistance to God were first known. But no, the Lord speaks, saying, within three years, as the years of a hired man who will not serve longer than the agreed time, the Lord of Moab will be degraded along with all the great population, and the remnant that survives will be very small and of no account. Prophecies about Damascus, the mournful inspired oracle, a burden to be carried concerning Damascus, capital of Aram, Syria, and Israel's defense against Assyria. Listen carefully, Damascus will cease to be a city and will become a fallen ruin. The cities of Ararar, east of the Jordan, are deserted. They will be only a refuge for flocks to lie down in, and there will be no one to make them afraid. The fortified city will disappear from, Eph from Ephraim, and the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Aram, Syria. They will be like the departed glory of her ally, the children of Israel, declares the Lord of hosts. Now in that day, the former glory of Jacob, Israel in his might and his population, his prosperity will fade, all the, and the fatness of his flesh will become lean, and it will be like the reaper gathering the strain, standing grain as his arm harvests the ears of grain. Yes, it will be like one gleaning ears of grain in the fertile valley of Rephaim. Yet gleanings will be left in the land of Israel like the shaking of the olive tree, two or three olives on the topmost branch, four or five on the outermost branches of the fruitful tree, declares the Lord, the God of Israel. In that day, man will have regard for his maker, and in his eyes will regard the Holy One of Israel with awe-inspired reverence, and he will not have regard for the idolatrous altars, the work of his hands, nor will he look at which in his fingers have made neither the Asherim, symbols of the goddess Asherah, nor the incense altars. In that day, the strong cities of Aram and Israel will be like deserted places in the forest, or like branches which they abandoned before the children of Israel, and the land will be desolation. Because of because you, Judah, have forgotten God, the God of your salvation, and have not remembered the rock of your stronghold. Therefore, you plant lovely plants and set the grounds with vine slips of a strange God. And in the day that you plant it, you carefully fence it in, and in the morning you bring your seed to blossom, yet promising as it is, the harvest will be a heap of ruins that passes away in the day of sickness and incurable pain. Oh, the uproar of many peoples who roar like the roaring of the seas and the noises of the nations, who roar like the rumbling of mighty waters. The nations roar on like roaring of many waters, but God will rebuke them and they will flee far away and will be chased like chaff on the mountains before the wind or like the whirling 
dust before the storm at evening time. Now look, sudden terror before the morning. The Assyrians are no more. This is the portion, fate of those who plunder us and the lot of those who pillage us. Uh, is that Isaiah 18 message to Ethiopia. Woe, judgment is coming to the land of whirring wings which is beyond the rivers of Cush, Ethiopia, which sends ambassadors by the sea, even in vessels of papyrus on the surface of the waters, go swift messengers to a nation of people tall and smooth, clean-shaven, to a people feared far and wide, a powerful and oppressive nation, whose land the rivers divide, all you inhabitants of the world, you who dwell on the earth, when a banner is raised on the mountains, you will see it. When a trumpet is blown, you will hear it. For this is what the Lord has said to me. I will be quiet, and I will look on from my dwelling place like shimmering heat above the sunshine, like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. For before the harvest, when the blossom is over and the flower becomes a ripened, ripening grape, he will cut off the springs without buds with pruning knives, and he will remove and cut away the spreading branches that they they, warriors, will be left together on the, for the mountain birds of prey and for the beasts of the earth, and the birds of prey will send the summer feeding on them, and all the beasts of the earth will spend a harvest time on them. At that time, a gift of homage will be brought to the Lord of hosts from a people tall and smooth, clean-shaven, from a people feared far and wide, a powerful and oppressive nation whose land the rivers divide, to the place of worship of the name of the Lord of hosts to Mount Zion in Jerusalem. Mm. Message to Egypt, the mournful inspired oracle, a burden to be carried concerning Egypt. Listen carefully. The Lord is riding on a swift cloud and is about to come to Egypt. The idols of Egypt will tremble at his presence and the heart of the Egyptians will melt within them. So I will provoke Egypt, Egyptians against Egyptians, and they will fight each other, each one against his own brother, and each one against his neighbor, city against city, kingdom against kingdom. Then the spirit of the Egyptians will become exhausted within them and be emptied out, and I will confuse their strategy so that they will consult the idols and the spirits of the dead and mediums and soothsayers, and I will hand over the Egyptians to the hard and cruel master, and a mighty king will rule over them, declares the Lord of hosts. The waters from the sea will dry up and the river will be parched and dry. The canals will become foul-smelling and the streams of Egypt will thin out and dry up. The reeds and the rushes will rot away. The meadows by the Nile, by the edge of the Nile, and all of the sown fields of the Nile will become dry, be blown away, and be no more. The fishermen will lament, cry out in grief, and all those who cast a hook in the into the Nile will mourn, and those who spread nets Upon the waters will languish. Moreover, those who make linen from combined flax and those who weave white cloth will be ashamed. Those who are the pillars of the foundations of Egypt will be crushed, and all those who work for wages will be grieved in soul. The princes of Zoan are complete fools. The council of, of the Pharaoh's wisest advisors has become stupid. How can you say to Pharaoh, I am the son, a son of the wise and a son of ancient kings, when where where then are your wise men? Please let, let them tell you and let them understand that the Lord of hosts has purpose against Egypt if they can. The princes of Zoan have acted like fools. The princes of Memphis have, are deluded and entertain false hope. Those who are the cornerstone of her tribes have led Egypt astray. The Lord has mixed a spirit of distortion within her. 
and her <clears throat> her leaders have caused Egypt to stagger in all that she does. As a drunken man staggers in his vomit, there will be no work for Egypt, which head or tail, high palm branch or low, bulrush may do. In that day, the Egyptians will become like helpless women. They will tremble and be frightened because of the waving of the hand of the Lord of hosts, which he is going to wave over them. The land of Judah, Assyria's ally, will become a terror to the Egyptians. Everyone whom Judah is mentioned will be dread of it because of the purpose of the Lord of hosts, which he is planning against Egypt in that day. Five cities in the land of Egypt will speak the language of the Hebrews, Canaan, and swear allegiance to the Lord of hosts. One of them will be called the city of destruction. In that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the midst of the land of Egypt and a memorial stone to the Lord near its border. It will become a sign and a witness to the Lord of hosts in the land of Egypt, for they will cry to the Lord because of oppressors, and he will send them a savior, a great defender. Whoop. Jesus prophesied of our Savior, and he will rescue them. And so the Lord will make himself known to Egypt, and the Egyptians will know, heed, honor, and cherish the Lord. In that day, they will even worship with sacrifices of animals, offerings of produce. They will make a vow to the Lord and fulfill it. The Lord will strike Egypt, striking but healing it. So they will return to the Lord, and he will respond to them and heal them. In that day, there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria, and the Assyrians will come into Egypt, and the Egyptians into Assyria, and the Egyptians will worship and serve the Lord with the Assyrians. In that day, Israel will be the third party with, the, with Egypt and with the Assyria, and with Assyria in the messianic league a blessing in the midst of the earth whom the lord of hosts has blessed saying blessed is egypt my people and assyria the work of my hands and israel my heritage last chapter here prophecy about egypt and cush ancient ethiopia <clears throat> in the year of tartan the assyrian commander-in-chief came Ash came to Ash ashdod the in philistia <clears throat> when sargon king of assyria sent him and he fought against Ashdod and captured it at the time the Lord spoke through Isaiah the son of Amos saying go untie the sackcloth from your hips and take your sandals off your feet as he did so walking around stripped to his loincloth and barefoot and the Lord said even as my servant Isaiah has walked stripped and barefoot for three years as a sign and a forewarning concerning Egypt and Cush Ethiopia in the same way the king of Assyria will lead away the Egyptian captives and Cushite exiles young and old stripped and barefoot even with the buttocks uncovered to the shame of Egypt, then they will be dismayed and ashamed because of Cush, their hope, and Egypt, their boast. So the inhabitants of this coastland, the Israelites, and their neighbors will say in that day, look what has happened to those in whom we hoped and trusted to who and to whom we fled for help to be spared from the king of Assyria. But we, how will we escape captivity and exile? Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for its power, Lord. I thank you that it changes us, transforms us, that it renews our mind, Lord. Right now, we put on the whole armor of God. Lord, we put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Lord, we shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of your peace. Lord, we put on our helmet of your helmet of salvation. Lord, we take our shield of faith, Lord, which quenches every fiery dart of the wicked one. And remember that our faith is our defense, Lord, and we take the sword of the Spirit, which is your word and your spirit. Lord, we thank you for this day. Let us be blessed and let us be a blessing today. And we give you all the glory, Jesus, and we exalt and give you all the praise. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. I love you and I'll see you tomorrow for the full 180.